police bust down the door. He was already bound up to the bed and about to die. Alrighty then, welcome to Talk Murders to Me. Say talk murder through me? Um, I don't think so, but who knows? I mean... Jeez, we haven't even done surprise shots yet. Ah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? You're drunk. No, you always talk about the drink first. Okay. Alrighty. Nicole, why don't you tell us about uh, this week's drink and our clue, since you are the one who found the recipe. Okay, so our clue this evening was Canada. So, um, we made... Canadian Old Fashions, which instead of using sugar, uses maple syrup. So it's, uh, we use some Crown Royal. Crown Royal, a Canadian whiskey. But don't worry, I did bring home some of the real stuff. The Irish whiskey as well. Oh, that's the real stuff. That's what you mean by that? So, it's Crown Royal, bitters, whatever bitters are, I don't really know. Um, Something in a bottle, but... Not yeah, something value. in a bottle, maple syrup. <clears throat> Was there anything else? Bacon. Yeah, and, and bacon. A piece of bacon. And, you know, like I mentioned once before, I don't really care for, like, colored liquors. But this is pretty tasty. Mm. I don't know if I want to eat the bacon now or wait till the I, end. I, I I'm going to wait it. Oh, no, what? You I ate it? Ha- I, you can't just leave a bacon, piece of bacon Yeah, unattended. but it's going to be great, like, in an hour from now. It was You're already have- great. It's bacon. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, but it. think no. about an hour from now when like, we're eating our bacon, and like, then you have no bacon. Soak. I'm literally going to be so sad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know you ate the bacon already. I'm sorry. So I'm a monster. So, I'm definitely saving this bacon. So you go bacon. for instant gratification. Not always. Yeah. <laughs> no, not always. I'm saving this bacon, I mean, man. can we also mention that for dinner tonight, we had some steak with some uh, poutine that oh God, so Nicole mm. modified for our diets. That we are ruining by drinking today. Wait, so this has maple right. syrup in it? It does. Hmm. Instead of sugar. So That's the Canadian version of it up here. You know, maple syrup and... I was watching this documentary on maple syrup and it's like... Syrup? Sir, syrup. 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 And like guys will kill each other up there for syrup rights. It's very... Because it's yeah, very it's scarce. This, yeah. this drink is tasty. It is yeah. really good. Much better than John's two weeks ago. I know. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Oh, what is that? This is a tambourine that oh, I apparently nice. ordered after last night's episode. You got a tambourine? Yeah. I, you wow. know, did some... Oh, I got some stuff up my sleeve. Oh, Hubble does not like this. Wow. Are you guys surprised? Yes. I was surprised too when it came in the mail today. Oh, you ordered it? I was wondering what that was. I was like, I thought it was broken because I thought it was a piece of glass or something. I figured, I was like, maybe they'll think it's a piece of broken glass. Like, I broke my candle last night. It was literally my favorite, one of my favorite candles, the flannel one from Bath and Body Works. I thought it was a broken glass because I I didn't shake it, but like when I picked it up, I was like, oh my God, this is broken. And then I just put it by your thing. It's not, it's a tambourine. So now, I just added to your my... collection of instruments is growing. It is it's a musical household. It, oh, well, I mean, I can't. What can I say? You can't hate on music. Cheers, everyone. This is a golden colored shot. Mmm. Ooh, I Man. like that. That is apple pie moonshine. Ooh. I knew it had a little hint of apple in it. Sorry, you guys were supposed to guess. I was just too excited to say that it was no, apple we, pie moonshine. No, we didn't guess that. The um, distillery on Wadmalaw. Oh, Firefly. Yeah. From, from Popcorn Sutton. Popcorn Sutton. If you guys haven't seen the Popcorn mm-hmm. Sutton documentary on so, YouTube. <laughs> shall I bring that to the table? Please. I want to say that this is time. this drink is really good. It is. So thank you, ladies. It's really good. You're welcome. You're welcome. So and eventually we're going to put them on the website. If you um, want the drink, go to thetalkmer.com and we do have the Grateful Dead recipe up on our Facebook page. Do we? Oh, yeah. Don't forget, we do have a Facebook page. You go to uh, just search Talk Murder to Me. Uh, it's on Facebook. Like our page and subscribe. Um, or follow it rather, and then we also have a Twitter at Talk Murder, 
Tweet, tweet. You can search at Talk Murder or Talk Murder Podcast because um, that's what it's under. All right, let's get started, guys. All let's right. Let's get started. I'm going to give you guys something to think about. Us or our listeners? You guys. I guess everyone. So I want you at the end of this episode to ask yourself if you would still let your child, niece or nephew or whatever, sit on the mall Santa's lap. Oh, oh no. no. Although I will say I have never done that. I don't think I've ever really? done that. I think, I I, think so. you know, my sister was afraid of Santa when we were in, I was afraid of the like Easter the Bunny. Like the mall's? Yeah. Like, or the legitimate figure. No, like the mall Santa. Like, she oh, was okay. afraid of Santa. I was and kind I, of afraid of the mall and Santa. And I was afraid of the Easter Bunny, or it was flip-flopped or something like that. I mean, they were creepy. John, I'm just going to ask you to remind me of that question, because as we've just stated, I am four shots deep and a drink, so, and the beer, so I'm not going to remember that. Canada, Canada. Hey, 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 man. Hey. No. Hey. It's a boat. No. It's a boat. Hey. It's, it's a, a boat, Canada. It's, it's a boat time. It's a, a boot. A boat. A boot. Go on. All right, we're going to Canada. You guys ever been to Canada? No. Yes. I have not. Wait, I've been to Montreal. Part? How far is that towards Toronto? Oh, I've been to, um, uh, what's the one? Maybe I haven't been to Toronto. Toronto is like right above. Toronto is the six. Michigan. Six and... man. No, no, no. I've been running through the six with my wolves. Drake. That's I've... Drake. OVO. October's very own. Vancouver. Baby. I've been to Vancouver. I've been to Montreal and Vancouver. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you a story tonight, guys, that's still ongoing oh. to this day. Oh, so this is a twist. The so case, we have to be extra sensitive tonight. A lot of the evidence, I've tried to scour every bit of evidence I could. So the case is ongoing. Does that mean there has not been a person caught? No, there has been a person caught. Okay. But it's ongoing to this day. Case not closed. Completely. Case not closed. Probably going to be open for a few years. The person, the person has been caught in Canada. It's probably um, Toronto is at least most prolific serial killer. Meaning he's in the top hierarchy of killing the most people. Hmm. Oh, in Canada. In Canada, yeah. So you or know, just Toronto. Well, Canada overall, but definitely Toronto. Toronto has never seen anything like this. He was alleged at one point, but now it's pretty... He has con- been convicted? Convicted, yes. And we know it's a he. It's a he, yes. Ooh. And at first he was... Well, go ahead. Does this actually have to do with the mall Santa? Yeah. Okay. Oh, like bad Santa? But worse because he killed people instead of just robbing? Yeah. Oh. Is it also sexual? No, there's a lot of kids sitting on his lap. Ew, no. January 18th, 2018, so a few months ago, downtown Toronto in a high-rise apartment building, 19th floor, the Toronto police and detectives, they were staking out this building for a few days, even weeks perhaps, you know, and they were waiting for the right moment. They're looking for one. They have one target in mind. But they know it's that apartment building. They know it's the apartment building on the 19th floor. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to just pounce yet, if you will. They didn't want to just take the target, not take the target down, but they didn't want to just apprehend the target and rush in and do their SWAT thing right just yet. They were waiting for the perfect opportunity. And that perfect opportunity came when the target. Bruce MacArthur brings home an unidentified victim. They go up to his apartment, and soon after, about 10 minutes later, the SWAT team, detectives, police, everyone, surround the apartment, go upstairs, 19th floor, bust in the door, and apprehend Bruce MacArthur. The, the, the unidentified victim that he's with, he is bound to the bed, And he is minutes away from his own death. Wow. They saved him. So they were waiting until they got him, like, in the act, just about? No, they they didn't want to take him down at all just yet. They wanted to get more evidence and more things like that. But But they... They they knew that because he had brought some person up there. Yes, they knew it was a safety risk. If he brought anyone there, their orders were, 
to go ahead and move in. Wow. And, and he did bring an unidentified male victim into his apartment. So as soon as the male victim went up there, t- not even 10 minutes later, the police bust down the door. He was already bound up to the bed wow. and about to die. He moves quickly. Yes. Wow. So this was a, this is guys, keep in mind, this is an ongoing case. I try to get all the details I can, but new details are coming out every day. Huh? Okay. So, and, um, for the audience at talkmurder.com, we're going to keep you updated on the blog, on the blog and then future episodes, anything, any new news relating to this specific case, we'll let you know. Um, and I'll keep a good handle on that. So. So I already have tons of questions. Well, go ahead. But get, I don't. Get it going. Well, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to jump ahead of your story. No, get it going. Well, how long has this murderer been murdering? That's a good question that is still not answered yet, and we're going to uh. see. You know, on January the eighteenth, Bruce MacArthur was arrested. He has been charged with six counts of first-degree murder in relation to the deaths of six men. Mm. Salim Essen, Andrew Kinsman, Sarush Mahmoodi, Dean Lissowick, Majid Kahan, and Skanda Navaratnam. One of the focuses of the investigation has been on human remains found within planters from Mallory Crescent. As I have stated before, these remains are of individuals who have been dismembered. Okay, so that is from the Homicide Detective Sergeant Hank Idzinga. He is the the lead investigator on this crime that is still, to this very day, I mean, I'm still getting news updates as we do this podcast. So it's, go ahead. So this is, so six victims. So far that we know They prevented at least a seventh when Mm. they captured him. Okay, so here's what happened. They raided his apartment 2018 on January 18th. And they immediately take him in. And at the time, they knew they had two murders that they could charge on him. They charged him immediately with two first-degree murders. Okay. When they, ca- when they picked him up. That's all they knew at the time. Okay. February 8th. So this is about 10 days later, 2018. Police recovered remains of at least six people at a home on Mallory Crescent. It's 53 Mallory Crescent, and I actually Googled Earth. It's kind of crazy to see the actual thing. Uh But they recovered the remains of at least six people at a home on Mallory Crescent Mm. where he stored his landscaping equipment. He was a landscaper. He was a landscaper. Oh, wow. Okay, so. So so he was like, so he already had a green thumb, so he was like using that to his advantage and to the victim's disadvantage. Yeah, let me tell you. So they arrested Bruce MacArthur, 66-year-old man, 66. Wow. Okay? He's been a mall Santa. Bruce is kind of like an old man's In man. fact, his Facebook profile at one point was him of a mall Santa. Oh. And he's done multiple holidays oh, no. being... Does he actually look like Santa? He does. Or? Yeah, he does. Oh, so, so he's like legitimately looks old, not just like puts so, on a white. Like when I think of the name Bruce, I think of an old man. Well, I don't necessarily, but I mean he he looks he he, he looks old. Like that's oh that's the worst because like that's Santa creepy. is like such a trusting character. Well, don't don't hate on this guy yet this guy hating, everyone don't hate on the killer yet? no i'm not saying don't hate on him I hate think on I'll him hate you on just the killer. said that but yeah he's not a creepy kind of guy like you think of it everyone said that they would never see him doing I, this i'm not saying that he's creepy because i don't know what he looks like yet and i'm not although i, I know, will say it right off the bat it sounds child molester-ish but if it's not then that's another thing see but. that's not where i was going with this i'm just saying like 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 santa when you think of santa claus like that is the most like like kid i just think of naivety and like like children and like i'm not thinking i my mind didn't go to like creepy pedophilia or anything like that i'm just saying like someone that you would trust in the community to to you know, to do that and someone who's, you know, playing such an important character for, you know, thousands of millions of 
of children. You know, I know it's just the thousands mall. Thousands of millions. Thousands of millions. I'm yeah. saying thousands. In one mall. No, I said. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying it's unfortunate that a a man who is a trusted member of the community who doesn't seem creepy and is playing in a, a role that is such an iconic, you know, part of children's lives is, ends up being a murderer. That's all I'm saying. Well, mall Santas are creepy regardless. I mean, okay, I'll give you that, John. But, okay, that that was my, also my point. They I are. mean, anyone that's, I mean, they don't, they hire homeless people to do mall Santas. Anyone that has, can grow a white, or looks like he can wear a white beard and is looks jolly, they'd hire him. So well, was he homeless? Is that what you're about to say? No, he wasn't homeless, but he, okay, so born in 1951, small farm town in Canada. 1970, his high school photo under it. So everyone said he was, he wasn't like the the jock or anything. But they said he was a really attractive kid and he was really good in sports, right? So he did all the sports in, in the lead and stuff, you know. Always, Hockey, curling, all the Canadian things. Yeah, all that Canadian stuff, right? He was a clean cut young man about to embark on a mainstream path. That's what his high school photo in the yearbook set under it. Wait, don't... But, like, for my high school, we wrote our own quotes. So did he write that about himself? <laughs> like, honestly... That's like, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. He write it in the third person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so in 1980s, he married um, Janice and moved to Oshawa with a son and daughter. So this guy's also a grandpa. He's a jolly old grandpa. Hmm. He's well-loved by everyone. Okay, so like this Santa. guy... Yeah, so this oh, guy... Goodness, this is getting bad already well, go ahead tell me <laughs> nothing just go okay so just if, if anyone's gonna say he's a grandpa i'm like oh, he is a grandpa uh, he's still a grandpa a grandpa i mean yeah you know just because he's a murderer doesn't mean he's not a grandpa anymore okay let me let me all right so one of his friends in the 1970s you can't strip that title no but it would make me feel better if he was a loner he's not well he was all right let me get to that Okay. I want to paint the picture of this guy for you before I show you a picture. Well, I'm... you already painted a picture. I'm thinking of like a jolly old Santa Claus. So, who ties But you're also thinking of someone that. that's like real creepy. Deviant. And he's not. You would never think this guy's creepy. Okay. No, I wasn't well, thinking creepy. I was okay, thinking so, like polished all right, all right. Santa Claus. All right. So, one of his friends, Jim Foote. I haven't encountered a creepy Santa Claus in my life, so I can't really Well, I'm relate. just really picturing the fact that it's Santa Claus, and now he's a creepy sexual Well, he's man. not going around as Santa Claus and killing people. Come on. Well, that's an idea. All right. So, in 1970s, he was friends <laughs> with this guy named Jim Foote, and this is... Jim Foote? Jim, Jim Foote. Jim Foote. And this Big is from... Exists, uh, guys. He's this real. is from the Fifth Estate, CBC. And, was, and Bruce was well-liked. Yeah, ev- everybody liked Bruce. Everyone liked Bruce. Cousin uh, Bruce. I can't think of anybody who ever said anything against uh, anybody there, really, but, but Bruce was always jolly, always fresh, always had a... He's like a guy that was born with a smile on his face. Um, just... Very jovial, very nice, very uh, respectful, well mannered. Did you see any like flashes of temper? Not a thing. Never saw him lose his temper. Um, never saw him angry. He might have, you know, what like we all do, you know, say, "Oh God, look at that," or "Oh, did you see that?" No, never saw anything. No, no flashes of temper, no anger, no, nothing. All right, so. Now you're getting a good picture of this guy. He's not the type of guy that would be convicted of killing eight people known right now. Eight people? You just said six, didn't you? It it went up. He was convicted the the first day that they caught him. They convicted him with two. Then they know, I mean, they already knew this, but he's a landscaper. So just like the landscapers that come here, they go to different properties. Mm -hmm. And if you're killing people... Right, and you also do the flowers at gardens of multiple different properties. Exactly, you have a great place to bury some bodies, don't you? Yes, exactly. So here's what happened. All right, in 1997. So he was married at the time to Janice, and he had a son and a daughter. Right, they started you know, not doing so well. He started facing financial troubles and he filed for bankruptcy and then the marriage kind of dissolved. All right. At the time, this guy, and this is in Canada, he got a job at Eaton 
E-A-T-O-N, is now, I looked it up, is bankrupt now. They filed for bankruptcy. I don't know if they still do what something. It? It's like a merchandising store, so think of like Sears. Oh, okay. Yeah, from what I can tell, it's like a Sears. Okay. Is that where he was at Santa eating? No, he was Santa's <laughs> at, uh, at just the mall in downtown Toronto. Okay. During the holidays. Just, I wonder just, if Drake ever sat on his lap. I don't probably. Um, anyway, so. Is well, Drake Canadian? I'm confused. Yes. Yes. You didn't know that? No. You need to like catch up on your Drake knowledge. Mm, I'm all right where I am. Champagne poppy. Okay. So when he was working at Eaton, right, he was about a few blocks away from what is now referred to as the the gay neighborhood of Toronto. Like I've, West, I've seen it called West the gay neighborhood. Isn't that what it is in New York? Don't no, know. it's just called the gay village from, it doesn't, village. the gay village. So no, I'm talking about New York. They have like West, like, uh, uh, shit. I don't know. Yeah. So it's probably like, uh, yeah, it's probably the same thing. So it's two blocks. Um, so you got church street, which is the main street. And then you have Wellesley street, which kind of, bisects it Mm -hmm. and then the two blocks you got one block above and then the other one to the other side that whole area part of downtown toronto is the gay village okay so if you do a google earth and you actually go through the streets you'll see even like the singular building or sprint verizon they all have like the the rainbow colored that was a long time we know i'm saying they all have the rainbow colored um, flag. flag and and store design. Hmm. It's you can tell it's a homosexual community, right? It's really cool. All the the crosswalks, you know, from one side to the other mm-hmm. are rainbows. Oh, uh, it's kind of neat, right? That's cool. So yeah, this is the gay community. It's about two blocks. So when he was working at Eaton as uh, I think he was like a department manager or something, he was about two blocks away from that. So I don't know if he was gay before because remember he was married. He's got two kids, right? He's a grandpa. So I don't know. You if... mean he's a dad? Yeah. That's what I said. You said he's a grandpa. Well, he's a grandpa now. His kids oh, have kids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's a dad as well. And and he was married. So I don't know if he was gay before. Wait, so he's gay now? Or yes. This... <clears throat> that's a fact yeah. that you did not share with us. Well, I thought we kind of went there. The yeah, fact that, that he was... There. He was arrested by strapping a man to his bed. I'm confused. I don't know if he was gay at the time, but he... All right, in 2001, he actually got arrested and convicted for sexual assault when he attacked a gay sex worker. So he's working at Eaton. He gets a job at Eaton. So he grew up on a farm town, marries his wife, two kids. Then they move to kind of the bigger city. Hmm. And he's two blocks away from this gay community. Mm -hmm. So, like, think about even your job, like... You know, you, lunch break. Where are you no. gonna go? You're gonna go down to what? You know, wrong. I mean, if you're living there, you would go down to whatever. Wrong. We only get half an hour for a lunch break. I okay. you would walk two blocks but to whatever go, restaurant. No, yeah. I wouldn't because you never know how long. Okay, it's gonna Nicole, take would at the you restaurant. like? Yes. Yeah, so okay, I so would, you understand? I, okay, you'd... when I, when I have a lunch break and I am not coming home for lunch, I go out with my friends, Heather. Even and if Betsy. it was in a gay community. We don't get to talk yeah. about our friends. Doesn't matter. I'd be going out to yeah. wherever on Daniel Island and just yeah. pick, pick a place that's close. Alright, so he's arrested in two thousand one because he beat a gay sex worker with a pipe, a metal pipe. Was oh. he did did he request the services of the sex worker? No one knows. So he was hmm. this is when he started so he lost his marriage, nineteen ninety seven, bankruptcy, doing real bad in life. Oh. And he's about a couple blocks away from this gay community, so he starts going there, going there, going there. So he gets arrested for assaulting this sex worker, this gay sex worker, with a metal pipe. And he gets arrested, but he gets kind of an easy off the hook. Well, number one, he got banned from approaching male sex workers. He got banned from using poppers. Would you guys know what poppers is? Um, yes. I thought a popper was a poor person. Can you Can you explain what a popper is? No. All right. Gay people will use these poppers to kind of relax them going into a sexual encounter. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah. So. Not something that I ever would have known. Yeah. You, we would never know this. Okay. Right? So, yeah. Um, so, a popper, they, they have a, a relaxation effect on involuntary smooth muscles, such as those in the throat and anus. Most widely sold products include the original 
amino nitrate, but also variants, yada, yada, yada. So, so they're, they, they kind of lift you up, but also relax your muscles. Help yeah. have gay sex. So he's... So hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, the way that they're talking about, like, sex workers, and you them, it, it's not legal there, is it? I mean, the way that they're kind of, like, talking about he's banned from sex workers, like, should, isn't it banned for everybody? Um, I think I don't think Canada's banned. I think it's just the United States. I'm not sure though. That's a good point. I don't think it's just, it just the United sound, it just States. Sounded but really I don't. Weird. I don't know about Canada. I I don't know. It, I mean, it could have been a thing back then, as you'll see. But true. But um, it just sounded kind of weird. It's like, no, you can't do this. But it made it seem like it's okay for everybody else too. I don't know. Well, all right. So they ban him from approaching male sex workers or using poppers, mm-hmm. which is liquid ecstasy, right? Okay, I was going to so say so the court. Drug. Yeah, when he's in front of the court. He kind of breaks down and says, listen, my life has been kind of a mess, right? So the judge actually says, which is kind of creepy now if you read this, because this is in 2001, the judge says, it sounds to me like you're a pretty good person, and it sounds to me like you're not going to be back here anyway. I wish he could eat those words because... Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> 2010, the first victim goes missing, so... 2010? Yeah. In 2001, he gets released because he wasn't really in prison, but he gets kind of a slap on the wrist and he gets two-year probation of not using poppers or approaching sex. Or For beating someone with a metal pipe? Not even that, but staying away from the strip, the the church in West uh, Wellesley Strip I was telling you about, the yeah, gay community. Yeah. So the gay village is what I'll refer to it. He is banned from even going there for two years. So, Huh. All right. So Interesting. He beat someone with a metal pipe, and essentially, it's just like, please don't do this again. Yeah, and you're banned from the area in which this happened for two yes. years. That's and, it. And you can't have the drugs that make you your body a little bit easier to go have gay sex with. Exactly. That's so weird. That's a weird punishment. It's Canada, baby. I guess. But okay. This guy just got arrested. Literally... January 18th, a few months back. Literally five months ago. Okay, so this like is exactly a, five They're ago. now, as we speak, unraveling a spider web, a tangled mess of murders that he won't admit to, but they keep linking them to. Hmm. And literally every other day or every other week, they find out, oh, you murdered this guy too? So he has, so, so we're up to eight, but there could be there more. There could be more. Started at two, four... Then went to five, then hit seven. And the reason it went up is because it started at two at first. Then they what they did, they they figured out that he has five properties as a landscaper that he oh, constantly goes to. Shoot. One of these on Crescent or Mallory Crescent Drive, he actually stored his landscaping equipment. Uh-huh. So what do they do? They go there, you know, knock on the door. And in fact, just yesterday, at the time of the recording, just yesterday, they finally, the detectives finally leave this residence that they uncovered seven dismembered human bodies in the planters, kind of like those planters you just oh, bought at Lowe's. Oh, no, I like literally <laughs> just had window boxes today. This is so unfortunate. Think of those planters you just bought at Lowe's. Oh, my God. Like the worst possible time you could have told me for like landscaping projects. <laughs> I spent $178 at Lowe's today. Yeah, so the first thing I thought about was, wow, there's probably some dead bodies in there. All right, so... Or there will be. The, if you keep missing <laughs> So he, they found these two big planters in the back of this. Well, planters kind of like a flower box, I right? I like literally can't stop thinking about my own flower boxes right now. All right. They look great. Put in there? Oh, I, I put a hole. You didn't see them? No, I went right into the house. I'm sorry. I was so excited about you'll, podcasting. You'll no, you'll notice them more tomorrow because I have more flowers to plant in the front, and then when I power wash the house, it'll look great. Awesome. Okay, so this house in Canada. The one that he was doing contract work with, detectives literally just left the house this week because, and they've been there for weeks, what? right? And they're probably they may still be in the process of going through it again. This is brand new news. It's like making me think twice so, about my contractors that I had. Exactly, too. right? You know what? They literally come at the most inconvenient times. They do every time, and they said they were going to chop those mines down, and they didn't. You know what? Like every time I am home, like I have a day off, or 
Um, like I come home early from work. I'll either have a day off and I'm like, you know what? I can sleep in for once. And it'll be like 8 a.m. And here they are with the freaking machines. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, they're coming, you know, early in the morning. I'll come home from work early. Like this week I got out at 1, 1 or something like that. And I came home for a little bit and, you know, I got home around 2 and I like laid down for a nap because we all know how much I love napping and here they were there they were it's like they know my sleeping schedule and they are out to get me they have a vendetta against my sleeping schedule and i don't appreciate that it's not your fault they just they just like they just don't like people to nap he's at 53 mallory crescent drive right Mm -hmm. and they so this is from uh an article i pulled Former clients won't sell Toronto home tied to alleged killer Bruce MacArthur. So they were actually asked if they were going to sell their home. So would you sell your home if six dismembered bodies were in the back of the planners? Yes, absolutely. I would would literally sell all of my possessions and get the fuck out of there. I don't deal with that shit. No dismembered bodies, no ghost roommates. Yeah, but it's outside. They weren't in the house. Yeah, just because you're killed outside doesn't mean that your ghost can't roam inside. Nope moving you can have all of my belongings all of my clothes all of my family valuables i don't care i'm going i'll go live in a cardboard box for a week or so it's fine no thank you to ghost roommates all right so from the globemail.com uh mrs frazier remembers something peculiar about those planters so they they actually the police keep in mind that they removed these two garden planters that had six bodies dismembered throughout the dirt or however planters were. Well, they must right? have made for good fertilizer. So most gardeners, she says, the, the house owner, most gardeners cheat, quote, quote, cheat for a large planter like four or five foot tall ones that Mr. MacArthur put in her backyard. You would usually, you would normally fill the bottom with pop bottles <gasps> or styrofoam. Miss Frazier says her gardener didn't do that. She remembers thinking that Mr. MacArthur made the expensive decision to fill the full planter with topsoil <gasps> and human fingers and pelvises. What? <laughs> so, oh my god, he literally was using it for fertilizer. Yeah, like, exactly. Wow. Like, I can, I'm like, as we are recording this, I'm staring at my backyard right oh my now god, for the winter. Like, poor Stella. <laughs> at least I do like the gardening myself. They just do the yeah. trimming, but I can't, I'm like staring at it right now. Okay. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> no. Like, I do they, it on myself. It's okay. They're okay. literally paying. The, okay, like this is what I don't. Hey, get. it's great fertilizer. It, yeah, okay, but, but also, yeah, but they're literally paying pretty, him. But it's brilliant for, for his, his idea. Yeah, but it's brilliant for his like. What if, do you mean idea? It's good fertilizer. No, I mean like like he's like they're paying him for his like killing spree. Like they're funding it. Right, right, right. Because they're paying him seventy dollars a pop for coming over and doing. They didn't know they were going. He was dumping his. No, no, I didn't know that. But but that's essentially what is happening. I mean, if you're a landscaper and you do multiple houses, you you have a perfect opportunity. Yeah, every time you hire a landscaper now, you need to think about that. Yeah, we need to like make sure you need to put that on the questionnaire. Like, what type of fertilizer do you use? Cow (laughs) shit or human bodies? (laughs) Like, listen, like that. Oh my god! Like ah no! Like. I, you I'm know just, what? Instead I'm of napping, out of the right now. instead of yeah. napping, the next time these people come over with their freaking leaf blowers, I'm just gonna stand out there and watch them. And I don't care if they get concerned that I'm staring at them. I'm watching every move. They are not putting anybody's in our backyard because I'll be the first one out there to get someone in with a sage or like a crucifix. Okay. Honestly, the uh, one thing that she noticed because these things were five feet tall, right? No. Oh! So like, yeah, there are multiple ones in the backyard. She says the planters, the planters, oh, filled with soil bad. and dead bodies. And no one, she said, no one's going to knock those things over. You can't knock those things over. You could no. run a train yeah. into it yeah. and knock that's them over. almost as tall as like it's that's the like perfect how tall place to hide a body, man. I'm and five, four. So like literally, like that would take up most of your height. Was filled with human body yeah. parts. And dirt. So usually, yeah. right, the contractors would put the styrofoam in the bottom to fill it up because they're cheap. But not this guy. No, he put bodies in there. Do you guys remember the interview that I Give let you guys hear? What do you do you guys notice that a lot of the names are Middle Eastern? Yes, I, I did. did. Okay. I was, I was wondering if they were like we, we're going to get into that. Or... Oh, so not only was he homophobic, he was racist as well. 
No. Am I correct? Or, or was he just like into that? Huh? Was he not? Was maybe it's not racism? Maybe that's I don't just, know. Like, I feel into? like like I don't know. I don't. Or he preyed on Taurus. I th- I think that you when you kill someone you have a disdain for them. But what do I know? I've never killed anyone. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad I didn't have to put that on the roommate questionnaire. But well, I mean, you could have done a background check, but I'm not paying for that. All right, listen. So Sorry. I told you a lot of these guys were Middle Ooh, Eastern. This is expensive. Mr. MacArthur didn't work in the garden alone. She says, for years, he was joined by his son, among others. Police have not connected his son with the case, but he is in... He, all right, so from what I can tell, and this is very cloud, I cannot get a good determining factor, but they were roommates at the time. His anyway, dad and son? Yeah. Father and son. Anyway, so, like- Miss Frazier and another client who employed Mr. MacArthur, who spoke to the Globe and Mail but who asked not to be named, both remembered him occasionally bringing along helpers. Some were Middle Eastern descent. They recall, Miss Frazier recalls them being newcomers to Canada, although she's unsure as to whether they were staying with Mr. MacArthur or whether he had tried to hire them as employees. Uh, One of those men sticks out for Miss Frazier, Ganaraj Nebaratnaham. Navaratnaham, did you guys remember that name from Detective if yeah. I had Hank? To be completely yeah. honest, no, I did not. Mamudi, Dean Lisswick, Majid Kahan, and Skanda Navaratnam. Okay, Navaratnam. yes, all right. So, all right, guys, he you was the bringing. One. Yeah, he was bringing the people that he killed because you notice a lot of them are Middle Eastern descent, right? Because all right. Canada is a pretty open place. Yeah. It's not like United States. Like you, if you're not American, you can't be here, kind of thing, right? So Canada kind of lets people in. So a lot of them, a lot of people from all over go to Canada. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're gay, homosexual, and you're in the Middle East, where would you go? Well, you try to go to a gay community. Yeah, does that make sense? So that's why I believe that they've there's so many of them yeah. there, yeah. and they you know he's a landscaper, so sense. he needs help. So there you go. Go ahead, Jim. What are you gonna say? I don't have any comment. I'm just trying to form a theory. You can go ahead and form your theory. No, I'm trying to form a theory. I don't have one. I don't have. <laughs> She's one not yet. there yet. And I, I apologize. I can't name these names, but they're Middle Eastern. I don't know. A lot of them are. All right, so. Hmm. 2012, the Toronto police, they don't know who, what's going on. How many right. are, have gone missing at this point? Um, at this point, so the first one goes missing in 2010. Then you have three that goes missing. And then 2012, they launched Project Houston to investigate these three men. Navaratnaham, Faizi, and uh, Mashid Kayan, right? Mm-hmm. So... That closes in 2014 because of lack of evidence. Now, I want to bring a good point before we go any further. There is a large percentage of people in this community that think the police are purposely not doing their job because... They're uh, foreign. No, not foreign, but... Because they're sex workers? No, not sex workers. Because Gay, gay yes, exactly. Um. And in the 1970s... This was still a strip, the gay village, even though it wasn't really defined in the 70s. But they were, like, during Halloween and, and all the drag queens, because stuff like that. in the 70s, like we kind of talked about during the last episode, like, during the time period, like, the 70s was kind of the time where it started. Like, I, when I think of the 70s... Like free love type thing? Not only that, no, but, like, get, Harvey Milk in the United States yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. So, like, the 70s, it, it wasn't... It wasn't... It was more taboo back then than it is. Like, right now, that's, for, that's like, 40 years ago. Like, like right. right now, to be, you know, out in the open is 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 acceptable. You know? I yeah. Think, I think uh, in Canada, uh, gay union is... is uh, gay marriage is legal in Canada, I think. Yeah, I think it so. is since... Uh, well, all right, so... Um, but back then it wasn't, so it's uh, it's just a different time period. All right, so back in the seventies, as Jennifer said, it was really taboo. You mm-hmm. just called me Jennifer, mm-hmm. and Jen said it was really taboo. This strip, which was full of, you know, gay people, homosexuals, and all that stuff, right? They would try to express themselves, and I mean, no, I'm not making fun of them, but I don't really know. But they, you know, they would get backlash from 
everyone else, right? They would get eggs thrown at them, rotten eggs. They would get rotten fruit thrown at them. And the police wouldn't do anything about it. So there were unsolved murders, which we'll go back to, that happened in the 1970s. That had nothing to do with this case, right? Or do they? mm, We don't know yet. You're getting ahead of yourself. Ah! There were a string of unsolved murders in the 70s oh. in this community. Now, this is a small community. Two blocks away from um, Eaton where MacArthur worked. When did, when did he move there? You didn't tell us. I did tell you that. No, you didn't. Well, we forget because we're too drunk. All I know is that you said 1997 he got divorced from his wife, and then all of a sudden in 2010 he was taking I've, people home. At the, Guys, this is at the forefront. At this point, none of them has been linked to the ones... But as in the next few months, we'll keep our listeners updated. I guarantee you, they will be linked. You think so? Okay. The first murder. John's betting. The first murder happened. We have a bet on our hands. If you guys know us at all, you know that one of our favorite things to do is bet about things. So John bets that these will be connected to the murders of Bruce MacArthur. And Nicole, what would you like to wager? I don't know. I wager that John makes us dinner of our choosing. I'll take that bet. If you win, well, if you I win, it. you guys have to host a murder. All right, deals on then. Okay. So, all right, so we host an episode. If you win, yeah, which is a win-win in my scenario. That I'll win. First gay murder, first unsolved gay murder, nineteen seventy-five, downtown Toronto. Sentence. You didn't let me finish my sentence. Bruce MacArthur moves and gets a job at Eaton, nineteen seventy-five. Uh, the same year as the first gay murder. I don't know. That's a coincidence. In 1975, these murders were going on like crazy. And that's why I did the public service announcement for the police. Because at the time, it was taboo for homosexuals to do anything. So the police didn't and they, they didn't care about the victims. But you can't blame them because that was the mindset of the time. Right? That's my opinion. So... These murders went unsolved throughout the 70s, and there was a lot. Let me read you something from the FBI, the Federal Bureau, Federal Bureau, the Federal Bureau. (laughs) You can't make that, you can't make that because you said you hate imposters. I know. So this is called Serial Murder Pathways for Investigations. Now, I don't know, I, I found this online. I don't think I was supposed to have this, but I, I, I didn't hack into fbi database but they sure as shit don't keep their thing very secure because this is pretty intense but it's a document of analysis for serial killers (laughs) it's pretty in depth Anyway, oh, gee. are you sure? Are, like, are you sure we should publish <laughs> from, hey, from, our, they, from our FBI I found or from this, Canada's FBI? Our, our FBI, but I found it on Google, so they didn't do a good job. So I don't think we get. But it was FBI.gov. I, my question to you: Did this guy Bruce MacArthur kill seven people that we know of? That we know of, and he just all all of a sudden woke up in 2010. He's 60 years old, or like 58. It's like you know what. I'm 60. I think I'm just going to start murdering people and chopping other bodies and putting them in planters. And then he could have had a nervous breakdown. Did, did he or the FBI? Right. Here's a graph I'm looking at of the eight, the actual age range. They took from as they took all the serial killers. They had data on every data. They, they could accumulate just stati- statisticians, right? Mm-hmm. What do you call them? Statisticians? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Statisticians? No, I don't know. They graphed all this data. The first time. They yeah. graphed all this data. Okay, the vic, the uh, excuse me, the offenders, thirty seven percent are between the ages of fourteen and twenty nine. Fifty two percent are of the ages between thirty and forty five. Okay, so fifty two. That's More than that's eighty nine. Percent, so you got eleven more percent. Three percent are from forty-six to sixty, right? And then where he's at now, sixty-six, less than one percent of the thousands and thousands of graft serial killers that they have in their data, less than one percent start at over sixty, sixty-one to seventy-six. Does he fit that? Hmm. Very unlikely. Very friggin' unlikely. Touché. 
That's why, and the big question with this case, the question that you'll see everywhere. How many more? How many more? This guy is a lockbox. It's like they keep coming up with names. In, in your experience and in the, in the conventional wisdom, when you've got a serial sexual killer, at what age would that person likely have started killing? Well, there's been some experts in the media who would say late 20s, mid 30s. Um, you have this to your advantage. Uh, would it surprise me if Mr. MacArthur was linked to some murders from his late 20s? Uh-huh. It wouldn't. Would it surprise me if his first murder was in 2010? That wouldn't either. So I don't think you can generalize people like this uh, quite like that. Right. Well, if you go back to Bruce MacArthur's late 20s, you're back in the 1970s. Absolutely. And there is, uh, a, a, there are a number of killings in the gay community. You had this knowledge earlier. Several of which remained Before you unresolved. made our right. Definitively, would you look at those? We are looking at those. We, we have pulled the cases from the 1970s that you're talking about. Um, and we're going through those with a, with a fine-tooth comb to see if there's any, any links at all. Yeah. There were 14, I believe, in, in the space of four, four or five years in the late 70s, of which seven remained unsolved. Right. When you look at those cases, what are the similarities to what you've had here, and what are the differences? Well, in those cases, and I can't get too specific about what we're looking at, uh, but I, I can say that in those cases, the victims were left uh, where, where they were killed. The bodies weren't disposed of. Uh, I can say the manner of death is different. Stabbing in many cases. Stabbing in many cases from the 70s. Uh, so what I've got happening right now, I've, I've got a team of investigators dedicated solely to those cases, and they're going through them and they're generating a, a timeline for each case and a synopsis of exactly what we have. And if there's anything uh, of value for forensic testing, we're uh, getting that into the Center of Forensic Science as well. Can, can we go? Yes. Can we redirect? Can you tell us about those that we do know for now? So I know we were they were dismembered and they were put in his landscaping bins. Yeah. And then we know how he was captured. From five different properties. Right. And he was captured by having like a man strapped to a bed yes. or something like that. Can you go more into detail about his MO? His MO. His MO. They, they don't have in the news how this guy killed. I will tell you in the 70s, they know the gay murders in the 70s from 1975. They've all been very, very brutal and stabbings. Very hatred killing stabbing to death is that consistent with the ones so maybe so he was maybe it was more of a guilt thing at the time maybe you can go into that later because he was married it would inter in in my mind it like when there are random stabbing patterns it indicates more of a hatred based type thing now in order to kill someone you gotta hate there's there's anger and all kinds of emotions involved it's not unless you're a sociopath um but like, if there's a certain method or, you know, like like the benders. Like, Kate would always slit their throats. You know what I mean? Uh, if you, or if you stab in the heart. Or if you, like, cut in a certain place where you know it will indicate immediate death. Like, like there's certain methods to stabbing. If it was a random stabbing, that would indicate more of a sloppy, I'm just going to stab you because of all my emotions type of killing to me. Yeah, The MO in the 70s was obviously hatred stabbings. Anyway, so here's, I don't know his MO for how he kills these people, but here is Sean Cribben from Global News Canada. This was one of his victims that got away. He got uh, away. That day, it was agreed that I would uh submit to his experience that had been indicated on his profiles. Oh. His, his big things, as I know them, were um, he liked to bind submissives, bind their um, buttons that he could push, bind what their edge was, was, yes, and then push them over it. The fear that I 
I started to feel uncomfortable that day for the first time was I couldn't breathe. That's, I have memories of, of not being able to catch my breath throughout the beginning, um, early on. And that, um, that uh, made me uncomfortable and, and put the rest first red flag up that I, that I wanted to go home because he wasn't, I felt, respecting my limits. So that's his MO on there. Now this is how, this is how it ended for him. Um, same guy, but luckily this guy was a surviving victim. I could hear the roommate was home. He had a roommate. The son. And the son. The roommate was like, ha- like I didn't hear him come in the front door and that sort of noise. So the roommate was well in the apartment for a period of time by the time I was aware of him. And I did say to um, Bruce, I said, oh, your roommate's home. Like, uh, like, and I was starting to use this as my way to like end, end this. And uh, he, he said the words, not until I come first. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so... Oh, wow. I hope you guys are getting a picture of this guy. Um, well, no, I do. Uh, wait, hang on. Yeah. So he's into like S and M bondage. Not yeah. necessarily. It just sounds more like he's more of the dominant. He doesn't. He when he's lurking for his victims, that's... he is looking for uh, men who are more submissive. But that's S and M type stuff. Like Not... you, there's a dominant and there's a submissive, and you well... have a limit and whatever. Yeah. Here's his profile on SilverDaddies.com. And then he's also Wait, on. He who the killer, the killer Bruce MacArthur. He's Sil- also is Silver Dollars, a, Silver Daddies, SN, Silver Daddies. Yeah. Is that an S and M website? It's so he's on plenty of no, websites. It like a dating, website. It's like Grinder. No, no, I think it's like a dating yeah. website for men who are attracted to older men. He's on Bondage website. He's on Man Jam and Recon. Oh my God, Man Jam. That's such a terrible. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, God. so this picture is really creepy. Really creepy of his profile pic. Okay, age 65, 5'10", 221 pounds. So he's a pretty big dude, right? Seeking sex partner, partners, a relationship, friends. Prefer men age 25 to 55. Now, his way of writing, you would think he's not very intelligent because it's not like he's using slang, but he doesn't spell words correctly and at the age of grammarly. You know, he should be. <laughs> okay, so this guy right, is so, on a, a whole bunch of yeah. gay websites. Gay... Man jams. Yeah, no, so oh, here's God. the profile no, text. like, um, I don't know, like, match.com, gay match. No, 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 it's like, it's way, it's like, like bondage. Binder. It's like exclusively But sex. it's BDSM sites, bondage and submission sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. said, I said S&M. Yeah, so here's the profile text. And it's not, he didn't use spell checker. Just here to see what's out there and maybe make a few new friends. Mm-hmm. I am, which is one word for him, I am. I am self-employed with my own landscaping business, so that ke- and no comma, so that keeps me busy most of the time. I can be a bit shy until I not capitalized, until I get to know you, but am a romantic at heart. I love to cook and enjoy most types of food. So many nice looking guys out there, they're but so far away. I don't even know. Is he saying but B U T T? No. So many nice looking guys out there, but so far away. And even the period after away is got an extra space. Like, like who the fuck would. Like, if that's just common. All right. If I have int- to say. Well, let me finish this. If interested, chat me up or send me an email under silverfox, F-O-X-X, 5-1 at Hotmail, two words. If you don't have a pic on your profile, dot, 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 I, lowercase, most likely will not be interested. Do not have Yahoo, etc. dot, 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 no pic, no chat. So hit this guy up, guys. It's Silver Fox fifty one two X's. Mean... <laughs> Holy shit! 
If you're like, I'm creeped out. I'm just going to say, I'm creeped out. Is it creepy because he's such a nice guy? If I... Because everyone, all of his friends... If I were to look at his profile, though, I'd be like, what a fucking creep. Like, if I saw that, uh, like, I'm not... Like if in you, our age, if like we, if, if, if he was like, like if I we... was on a dating site and I saw that, I like immediately would like swipe right or whatever it is that you do on those sites. Like, like you don't. Uh, no, not right, left. That is to swipe. Do, that swipe is to left. Re- reject. Swipe left on that. Like, like grammar is very important to. I mean, I don't but know also, how it is. Also, like in, the whole like you must have a picture, otherwise. Well, no, I can I can appreciate that. Like I would probably no, want to see. Like yeah. I would want to see who it is. Yeah, I would say it's weird. But I mean, the fact that he doesn't give a shit the pictures, he's just slaughtering these fucking guys. What the hell does he care about a picture? Hey, do you want to get? Are these? Are it's right, probably me, part of his mo. He probably has a type. Okay. Wait, how did the guy get away? Here's another victim. His name guy, is. Wait, how yeah. did the how did the guy get away? The guy who is not a victim. Did they just have sex and like, and that was it? Because the room, no. So the roommate was home, and then the son, he, the son, and then the he, son is the roommate. He had like, so all right, and so is, he couldn't kill him is, because no, the no, son no, no, was no. Home? You, you're in my, your wrong place. Okay. It's not like he's in in the moment of slaughtering the victim right there. Does he like chat with chat them up a, for a little think bit? Think about a and sexual experience. No, think about a sexual experience, and it gets way too uncomfortable. And you can't, like, get out of it. So he kills people over bad sex? Uh, all right, listen. Here's another victim. This might explain it. His name is S-G-R-O-M-O. Scromo? Scromo? I don't know. Scromo met MacArthur, and this is from this is from LB, LGBQNation.com. Scromo met MacArthur over a decade ago in a support group for gay fathers, and they remain friends. Okay, the situation they they meet up for drinks or whatever. The I wonder situ- if he divorced his wife partially. No, his wife of, divorced him because whatever. he was gay. Because of the bankrupted bankruptedness, and maybe she knew that deep down maybe. he was gay. All right, the man left the restaurant, so they were at a restaurant. The man left the restaurant and walked back to MacArthur's van. Of course, he has a van, right? Oh, of course. Where? What <laughs> kind of van is it? Is it like a nice van? Or it was probably is a landscaper probably a, van. Probably a right with van with free like candy a, on the side. No, I bet it was brown. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, like a dark maroon kind of like. No, yeah. not maroon. Yeah, no, yeah, but no have, windows or a maybe wood like, panel. Oh, like a woody van. No, I, the no, dark maroon. No, those were like. Nice. No, not that weird. Either brown. Okay, dark. All right, my first choice would be white. First choice would be white van. Second choice would be like a brown van, and the third choice would be like a maroon van. That's just my top three. Jen Collins' top three rape vans. And what if it's four screen? I don't know. The man left the restaurant and walked back to MacArthur's van, where Scromo hugged him, gave him a peck. You know, peck kiss. (laughs) <laughs> and say goodbye. That turned into cons- consensual kissing, and then they and then consensual uh, sex. Then they were in the back of MacArthur's van, and yeah, they were. So, so he wasn't actually, you know, the guy was interested in him. So they were in the back of MacArthur's van after he suggested giving Scromo a ride back to his hotel. I thought you were about to say he suggested something else. But it go was on. inside this emptied out <laughs> van that things took a violent turn. Oh, no. He he really grabbed my neck, violently twisted it right to his crotch, and his pants were undone. That's when I was quite disturbed, Scromo said. I have an 18-inch neck. My neck is big, and for him to grab my neck with one hand, twist it like that, I literally thought one more second he would have snapped and broken my neck, and I was a dead man, he added. He was actually saved by his martial arts training and his dog. And I'm all right. So it says, um, yada yada yada. So he actually grabbed his funny bone when he was down there, right? And mm-hmm. doing his martial arts move, he got him to stop. And then when he got free, MacArthur said he wanted to take him back to his house, but Scromo said he needed to stop by his the hotel first to check on his sick dog. When he got up to his room, he texted MacArthur to tell him his dog was too sick for him to go out. Saved by the dog. So listen, so it's not like he they think they're going to die right there. Does that make sense? They just had an encounter get, with this I person. I think the sexual encounter gets way too aggressive 
and it and he kind of snaps and literally just can you like imagine like i'm sorry this is kind of off topic but like like the whole me too movement like like we're talking about this as is is like a like a, a homosexual offender but like women go through this all the time yeah oh, so don't be on tinder that's deep let's go back to the 70s now he's in prison to, right now. This In the 70s. Very, no, this very minute oh, today. Oh, now. Okay. He's in prison. They're trying to link them to the 70s. In the 70s, what I was telling about the gotcha. cops earlier, the cops weren't doing shit about all the unsolved murders because, because were, of the, it was so really taboo. Care, yeah. In fact, let me show you this guy. This is from CBC. This is a, a York University professor. His name is Tom Hooper. When a gay person is the victim of a crime... They expect the police to pay attention to them and to take that seriously. Yeah. Uh, that was not happening in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, when it came to lesser crimes, like, for example, jaywalking, yeah. the police were hypersensitive to the gay community what? with that. Yeah. So the police would pay more attention to the gay community when it came to enforcing the law. Yeah. Um, they didn't pay a whole lot of attention to them when it came to protecting the community from threats. Well, that makes sense. Well, it was taboo at the time. So when they passed the gay law to have, you can have sex with the same sex, if you will. You can have sex with men if you're a man. It was in 1969. They passed that law. The entire police force was openly lobbying against that new law. So these murders happened five years later. There was no support. You had all these unsolved murders that never even got looked at because the cops didn't, they, they didn't care because these are gay people getting killed. Who cares? You know, this is in the time that's where the they didn't care. Interjection. That's, that was a thought period back then to our listeners. That's not necessarily John's opinion right now. Yeah, that's not my opinion, but th- back in the way it was. back in the 70s, society thought like that. That's how it is. Okay, another thing I want to point out, a lot of these victims so they're up to eight now that they can link him to a lot of these victims they're probably a lot more because if you're living in this gay community this gay village this gayberhood as some people call it a lot of times and a lot in a lot of the victims weren't even living there they would just visit because if you if you're gay and you you know, want to hook up or whatever, where are you going to go? You're going to go to this place. You're going to go to this village. They don't want their family to know. A lot of these victims, I know two for a fact, were married with wives that had no idea Mm. that they were going to a gay village. Mm. So how many more victims are out there that, so if, all right, let's say if your friend goes missing and you had no idea he was gay, you wouldn't even think about looking in the gay village murders. Well, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So how many other people did he kill, which we'll find out in the next few months, I'm sure of it, because it's going to it's gonna rise above 10. Hmm. Definitely just from, because if he's been doing this, it's, he's been on a roll. So how many victims did he kill? We don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is one of the victim's friends that was um, murdered. That's from City News Toronto. We'll get resolved. I didn't think people were actually killing them. I just thought that maybe they went to better places that, you know, they're happy with and they just wanted a quiet life or, you know, be away from everyone. I, I did not. Yeah. So he's saying he just thought they went to a better place. His friends would literally disappear off the face of the earth. And I mean, he just thought they were know. just, oh, they must have moved somewhere else. Well, especially, just, like, with yeah. the time period, the way that it was, like, I, like that, it, that's not totally out of the ordinary, I feel like. I feel like yeah. because it wasn't accepted, they would, like, may, I, maybe they would move on to, a, like, try to find a different place where they could not be known. Like, if they got, I don't know, like, I don't know. they I don't know. It's, it's different now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um... All right, what questions do you guys have? Anything? I mean, the, the the main points is this guy is a landscaper, 66-year-old. All the psychologists are coming out today saying, hey, no one in hell starts killing at 60. And murders like this, they don't start 
you know, brutally murdering people at 60. I mean, you're 60. You're not, that's not something you, you start as a hobby. This guy has, he's probably linked to the murders in the 70s. So, and he's, he's a landscaper, so he hid the bodies through all of his properties, and they're still trying to uncover all the remains. Okay, so here, yeah. here's, here's, I, I want to, it's got a recap plus question, I think. So we know he's been killing at least since 2010, yeah. is what we know for sure, possibly since the 1970s, since he mm. moved into this area. We know he's gay, he's on gay sites, um, gay dating sites that yeah. are like BDSM and S&M, whatever it is, he's into that. There's even one report where he was meeting people through AA meetings. So this That's case really is still crazy. ongoing, and it's literally, this is just happening now. Like, they just... They took, uh, the detectives took 18,000 photos of the house that was buried with all the bodies. Like they, Did you say 18,000? Yeah, they, they... I believe it. I mean, they. I, I get news updates all the time about this. Like, we're bringing this because it's brand new. A lot of the stuff I can't tell you yet because I... And I've tried. I've tried to find everything. They won't, they won't say. They won't say how he's killed the bodies. April 11, 2018, Bruce MacArthur is charged with a seventh count first degree murder in... Bayazi's death. So that's the last. But charged. Charged with a seventh Not count. Not convicted. Yes. He hasn't had his trial yet. This is so new. Okay, gotcha. He doesn't want to talk. I mean, huh. he there's like nothing. You can't even peek inside what's going on. Well, you better not. I can't well, believe that he's a Santa. How long was cry, he a Santa you for? Not huh? How I don't, just a couple holidays. Why? Recently? Santa. Like during the time that he was a murderer? No. Yeah, probably. I think he was a, when he so he got filed for bankruptcy in like nineteen ninety seven and he's probably strapped for cash, so we we don't know exactly when he was a Santa Claus. But the thing about it, the guy like you would see no, this I was, guy. I was yeah. I was wondering if he was a Santa Claus during the confirmed murders. Oh, probably. I mean, he, they, his friend from the 70s taught, called him a jolly old man. I mean, he's a Santa, the perfect Santa Claus. I know, but so far we only know he was he was a murderer from 2010 to yeah. 2018. I was curious if that was... So I, was I don't think he... All right, so... I don't know. It's, it's a weird case because it feels like he's not seeking out... It's not like, man, I can't wait to go out tonight and murder somebody. It feels like he's just... They're having an intercourse or whatever... And then he's getting too aggressive and it goes too far, almost. I think it's way too early to make that assumption. Hey, that's just my assumption. I don't know. No, I'm not judging your assumption. I'm just saying I think that we need to get more information before we can yeah. finally find because out Because he let happened. the other victims go. Because we don't even know what yeah. his M.O. is. Well, he let the other victims go. Right, know? right. But, mm-hmm. like, we don't know how they... The only things that we know so far for fact are he has linked... To a seven murders from 2010 to 2018 for sure. Yeah. Those mem- those victims have been chopped up and planted in a garden. Yeah. Now, there, John's speculation is that he was also related to the stabbing deaths of the gay community in the 1970s. Now, those victims were apparently not chopped up and planted in gardens. So it's However, too- there are about seven... Seven yeah, and it was murders. the same year that he moved there, and plus, you don't right. find many serial killers that start at sixty. Right, that's I'm the not, thing. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that there are two. There's two different eras of murders here, and we don't have enough information. So, you better not shout or cry or pout because this Santa Claus, his story is not done yet. <laughs>